Hello everyone, welcome to Psych, my new podcast. My name's Rosie Jenner and welcome to episode two officially. Today I'm going to be talking about Christmas and coping. Um, I just wanted to apologise for not uploading last week. I honestly don't know what my schedule is going to be. Like I said, I want this to be kind of relaxed and not overbearing because I have been really struggling this week. Um, well, last week now. Um with chronic fatigue, ME, um, so here we are, I'm recording on Friday night because I finally have some energy after having a week of nightmares, um, and here we are, maybe it'll be fortnightly, maybe it'll be weekly, maybe it'll be monthly, who knows, but we're here to have fun, I'm not going to force myself to do this podcast because, you know, as I've said, I like listening to my own voice because I'm a freak. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, no, I just want to have a bit of fun and share what I can with people and I'm still going to prioritise myself. Um, also, you know, not that anyone cares because I literally just started it. It's on like 10 views, but hey, here we are. Welcome, my small audience. I love you all. Um, so today I'm going to talk about Christmas coping. Um... I wasn't really sure how to approach this because I have so many things I want to talk about. Literally, you could name any mental illness or health condition and I could do a whole episode on how to cope with it for Christmas and holidays and all of that. Um, So there's a lot to cover, but I've covered the ones which I think will speak to people most. Um, So I'll be talking about how to cope with depression and anxiety, food-related issues, sensory overload, fatigue and addiction over the holidays. Um, Just looking at my terrible handwriting. I've taken some notes, so hopefully there'll be more structure this time. Um, But you know me. I ran. I say weird crap that I don't mean, so here we are um i'm gonna start by talking about um some general things that i think people really need to think about this holiday first of all um i don't know anyone who really does this anymore but please if you are one of these people who uses the phrase bar humbug don't just use it like on other people like you can say oh i'm not in the mood like ebenezer scrooge or whatever like make fun of yourself but please don't do it to other people because you don't know what they're going through and sometimes that can make it even harder like having people scrutinize them for not having a good time over christmas and especially after this year like my god does anyone really want christmas it just doesn't feel real i want to be back with my family i want to be able to go you know ice skating and christmas markets and stuff and see the lights, have a little celebration, um, make snowmen if it snows, you know, and it just doesn't feel like I'm ready for Christmas, because this year literally happened in two seconds for me, um, because I was sleeping, so, um, so please don't be a douche, um, and also look out for everyone who's isolating, um, people who are alone this Christmas, it's so hard to know what to do this year, because, I mean, if you're in England like me, a certain government doesn't really know what they're doing with the rules. So um, there's this sort of grace period over five days when you can have like a certain amount of people in your house and households. I'm very confused about it all. Um, I'm choosing to stick with just my family bubble. Um, But if people are lonely around you, like there's, you know, your grandma lives a town away and she's all alone, or you know that one of your neighbors is struggling, 
or people are bereaving, please check up on them because isolation really does kill. Uh, being lonely leads to so many problems for a lot of people. Um, and I literally just wrote my essay on drugs and addiction and there are so many studies on how loneliness and not having people and being preoccupied affects addiction itself, let alone depression and things like that. So please just be mindful of the people around you, check up on them, you know, you can Zoom them, you can write them a card. Um, I used to think it was such a big deal and really awkward reaching out to people, but I've realised that the worst that will happen is I embarrass myself, um, and the best is that you save someone or make them feel better or let them know that you're there for them. Um, so there's no harm in trying. Uh, but that being said, look after yourself as well. Um, please don't neglect yourself. Christmas is not an excuse for you to neglect your own needs. I know Christmas is all about giving and looking after people and this year particularly we want to look out for our loved ones. But you also need to look after yourself because as I said in the introduction, you cannot look after people properly if you're not looking after yourself. So, um, here we are with my first disclaimer. I am not qualified as of yet. I'm a psychology student. I absolutely love researching psychology. I've been doing this uh, for three years at university, three years at A-level, and I've been studying psychology my whole life with a lot of lived experience in almost all the areas that I'm going to talk about, if not all. Um, so whilst I might not be qualified, I do have lived experience and I think that a lot of the time that attests for it. So I'm going to share my knowledge with you. You share your knowledge with me. It's a safe space um, and I would gladly accept any feedback, critical or good. Um, I just want to spread good information and educate people and have fun doing it so don't hesitate but also again don't be a douche um and second disclaimer of the day is please be mindful drinking driving all of the above this christmas just be mindful i know it's so easy to just be like oh well it's been a long year so i'm gonna really go out this christmas um but they're the dangers are still there um you're not immune from them just because it's a christmas season as much as i wish that we weren't um hangers hangovers still exist drink driving still exists um you know the pressure is there sometimes <laughs> and obviously the temptation so um with that let's talk quickly about addiction because i obviously um have just studied a lot on addiction which I just said but I've also failed in the past to realize how much addicts and um, people in recovery have suffered over the Christmas holidays it's not something that I often think about because I'm more in the mental health side of psychology and I think that before you deal with mental health and addiction you should be qualified in addiction because it affects every kind of mental illness in its own different way. Um, it can, you know, depression can look completely different for someone with an addiction. So I don't really want to preach and not also be completely informed about um, addiction and the biology, chemistry and psychology that goes into that, um, just because I feel like I'm 
underqualified in that area. But that being said, um, addiction is also a form of mental health. So let's get started if my computer is working because it seems to have frozen. Okay, here we are. <laughs> okay. Um, so first of all, like I'll say with any of these, please don't feel guilty. Don't use the word selfish on yourself. Don't let other people guilt trip you because it's just just going to cause more angst and hurt and really doesn't work for anyone. So if you're helping someone or if you are recovering, no matter who you are listening to this, please don't shame people for feeling anxious or setting boundaries or saying no because you just don't know what's going on with them and if they do give you a reason that is a huge privilege um not a lot of people are able to open up let alone to you so um yeah I'm just gonna send a message sorry okay (laughs) I said it was casual um so first advice I can give I like to think of addiction sort of as like an anxiety around holidays because there are so many compulsions and things going on already and you're also worried for yourself and the people around you what they're going to say what you're going to do Um, and there are just so many things that can happen so I think that the best thing to do is to have a support person with you and plan planning is so important when it comes to mental and physical health and it really does help everyone if they know what they're doing they know what the plan is they know what's going to be there Um, and if you feel safe enough saying it then and obviously you shouldn't be ashamed you should feel empowered by your recovery and your sobriety so telling someone there that you're in recovery and that you don't want there to be alcohol or drugs or whatever present um can be really helpful um obviously it's very intimidating but the more people who are aware and educated um the more likely they're able to help you and the people around you understand um and also you don't have to explain it every time on yourself um so yeah, but you can just say no. And if someone asks for a question, like why, just say no. And if someone's like, well, there must be a reason, just say, it's not your business. And obviously that's easier said than done. Saying no can be really hard. Um, I highly recommend the book, How to Say No, um, How to Set Boundaries When You Always Say Yes. I've forgotten who it's by, let me Google that. Um, it's handy having a lab cup in front of me. How to say no without feeling guilty. Say yes to more time, more joy, and what matters most to you by Connie Hatch and Patty Breitman. Um, I've had so many people recommend me this book. I've only read a little bit of it, and so far I can say it's very well written and very much needed on my behalf. It's been out for quite some time. It was published in 2000, so maybe a little outdated by now, but again... I would recommend. Um, My personal favourite is Fuck No by Sarah Knight. Um, How to stop saying yes when you can't, you shouldn't, or you just don't want to. It's a lot more chill. Like, it's sort of how I want this podcast to be. Like, it's informational, it helps, but it's also chill, and everyone's just having a good time. Um, So, 
those resources are really helpful and just knowing how to set boundaries talk to whoever it is whether it's your sponsor or a therapist or your support group or just that supportive friend no matter who you're seeing no matter who knows um just go through it with them and plan it and practice saying no because it will save you and that applies to all of the things i'm going to talk on this podcast um saying no is so important when it comes to illness um set a crisis plan have someone on call or you know a place or a person that you can access when you get overwhelmed because a lot of addiction is chemical and biological uh, biological so you know as much as i can give you these psychological coping mechanisms like saying no or setting a plan or having a support system you know it can be very overwhelming because addiction and withdrawal can be very very physical so you want to have a crisis plan in place in case you are struggling more than just psychologically um if that makes sense um and yeah just acknowledge your feelings be mindful of what you're feeling and be mindful that you are so powerful for going into that setting knowing what you're putting yourself up to and achieving that goal of going out and celebrating christmas or being with loved ones or celebrating your first christmas sober whatever it is you are strong and your feelings are valid and that does not take away from anything that you have learned or done so far i should add if you do relapse there is nothing wrong with that well obviously you know it's not good for you and the people around you but it does not lessen your accomplishments so far and it does not mean that you are any less strong or determined because addiction is so hard to overcome so please don't punish yourself because honestly Christmas is one of the hardest times of year for a lot of people um and I'm not saying it's an excuse to relapse I absolutely am not saying that you should put yourself in a position where you will relapse, but remember that it does not erase your accomplishments. So, sort of like addiction, fatigue requires a safe zone and a timeout. There are times where you need to step away, you need to say no, set boundaries, see who's going to be there, see how many people are going to be there, see how crowded it will be. Um, and you know a lot of people will tell you like oh you're just being lazy or you're just being selfish but that's not the case and you know that and you need to know that because when you know yourself and your needs you're more likely to be able to project them to other people so be mindful and look after your mental health it's such a stressful time of year for a lot of people and as we all know stress can really trigger our fatigue um, especially if you're living with me or fibromyalgia stuff like that so your mental health is obviously so important but that's not to say that anyone can not become fatigued because it it can happen it's a very tiring time of year you're stretching yourself to your limits for other people and there are times when you're going to need to say i need a rest so what i would suggest is firstly make a plan if you are struggling with a chronic illness um make sure there are people around you who can support you make sure you have medication on hand if you need that um make sure that you have whoever knows about your illness on hand because that can really help especially if it's a a physical disability 
um, and just you know there's nothing wrong with telling people that you're physically ill or mentally ill and what I want to get across in this podcast is that no matter how hard it is Christmas time is such a good time to practice CBT and put yourself out there and you know push yourself to put yourself first because you deserve it and I want everyone's goal next year to be unapologetic about their illnesses because you can't help it you can only help the way that you recover and sometimes the best way to recover is to take a step back and rest and put yourself first or have a day off so um I really hope that that comes across um nicely and isn't forceful because I really do want to say that I acknowledge how hard it is to set boundaries um as someone with a not a lot of knowledge about borderline personality disorder and a lot of experience with it I know it is so unbelievably hard to set boundaries sometimes but as anyone with BPD will know they are so important and they are such a key part of your recovery um or just coping or whatever you want to call it because you know recovery can be linear for some people it can be up and down it can be oh I'm at this point where I'm feeling neurotypical now or I feel like I'm healthy now or it could be ongoing um so just bear that in mind blah 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 (laughs) I feel like I'm butchering this podcast by just being like here's my opinion (laughs) um so I'll go into sensory overload quickly um to do with fatigue and anxiety and autism ADHD etc etc loads of people suffer from sensory overload um so my biggest advice is to know what triggers you and be aware of what's going to be there have a plan have a safe space and just be ready don't feel ashamed that you might be triggered if you know that lots of flashing lights is going to set you off then ask whoever is you know whoever's home it is or if it's your home to just you know pop them on a loop setting or something that isn't flashing if there's too much music in the background and you just want to talk to people you could suggest that you can just be like oh I really can't hear anyone right now can you turn the music down or if it's just too many people or too much food or smells or you know you're touching something you don't want to like those horrible horrible tablecloths that people bring out with the tinsel on them um there is no shame in stepping away and saying actually I don't feel comfortable here make up an excuse if you need to do whatever makes you feel comfortable but don't let yourself you know be a servant to your overload because it is normal and it is also hard to deal with and if you're letting people just you know go on not knowing that you're going through this in the future they'll be like oh well at Christmas you were okay with this etc etc and obviously sensory overload is such um a complicated thing to navigate because you're not only um you know there are things that do trigger you but then there are like random times or random emotions and it just happens out of nowhere um and sometimes it might be a physical illness and sometimes it might just be a random time of the day like you could be in the best mood and it would just happen um and suddenly you're panicking about either like you know some sort of sense or a thought or whatever so um the best idea there is to have a plan of action know what's going to be there know what will trigger you um and make arrangements in advance if you can um because 
sensory overload causes a lot of distress for a lot of people um, and in the following mental illnesses I'm going to discuss you'll find that um, you know somewhat sensory overload is involved um, so that being said let's move on to eating disorders and food um, or maladaptive eating gosh I'm just rolling them out I don't want it to be a really long podcast and I'm aware it's like midnight and I'm falling asleep and I'm probably being really boring um but here we are at food one of the biggest talked about issues at Christmas first of all let's talk about adverts the whole Christmas season there are adverts and yes on this episode I'm talking about the whole of Christmas I'm not just talking about uh, Christmas Day, I'm talking about the Yule season, Yuletide, whatever you want to call it, Hanukkah, uh, everything else. <laughs> I'm not very good with holidays, um, but you get what I mean. This time of year is very food-centric, very family-orientated, and very anxiety-inducing. Um, so my first recommendation would be, if you want to watch a particular show or something on TV, step out during the adverts, or record it and skip the adverts, or try and find it online. I find it really, well, I did when I was suffering with food issues, um, very overwhelming when a random advert just comes on and they're talking about, you know, all the food that they're supplying this year and how yummy it is and how many people are enjoying it and how you should be enjoying it. And it can be really distressing, especially when it comes out of nowhere and just hits you like that. So try and distance yourself from that obviously if you can just put up with them that's a great step um you might have heard of the desensitization hierarchy um it's basically where you first like imagine things and then you look at things and then you smell things and then eventually bit by bit you do like every little thing up until that one big goal um and watching adverts can be a really good way to sort of step up on your task list i guess um to freedom from your eating but that's not to say that you can't distance yourself and make sure that you're healthy because the more you panic about it and the more thought you put into it the more likely you are going to trigger a maladaptive eating episode or you know have a few days like if you're fluctuating it might trigger a few days of either binging or um restricting and that's not good either so if you know that you'll be triggered by it there is nothing wrong with this with you know distancing yourself from it so many people focus on experience and forcing yourself through it and you know oh come on like it's christmas if you can eat today you'll be fine for the rest of the year you know that sort of thing and that's really not the case eating disorders are so complicated um and you need to take care of yourself first because little do they know if you force yourself and flood yourself with all of these new experiences or scary experiences that can trigger a relapse or something to go horribly wrong or just a really unpleasant time so please look after yourself and remember you can say no but please also remember that you do need to eat and have your nutritional intake um so follow your therapy guidelines if you aren't seeking help at the moment talk to someone about it talk to your people about anxieties you know if someone's launching 
launching hosting a lunch or um you know you're going around to your mum's house or I don't know a friend invites you over maybe just say like you know I'm struggling just a little to eat quite a lot right now um so I'm sorry if I get overwhelmed because there's no shame in that and then you have an ally too it's like two birds with one stone you have not only someone who will support you but also someone at the table who knows one thing that can really help um is to have food in a certain area or a certain plan if it's your house or someone who knows house etc um this can go either two ways sometimes a buffet can really help because you can go up you can pick around um and then you can sit down away from the food distract yourself with conversation and just be however if you're struggling with binge eating or like i said sensory overload to do with food this might be really bad for you so just be aware of the sort of things that will aid you and don't be afraid to ask for them and especially if it's your own home like you know you want to be comfortable this is your christmas season too and although there's no obligation for christmas to be as it is and intense and jolly and joyful all the time um i do obviously recognize that people put pressure on themselves to feel better in the season so just be mindful of yourself and try to figure out what helps you if it's loading the dishes straight away or clearing the table straight away or not having any food after a certain time or washing up the dishes putting all the food away because you know about an hour after eating that's normally when binging um behavior will set in and thoughts about it um make sure that table is clear or that you're away or distracting yourself um you know maybe just suggest watching a film after dinner or say oh i'm really full why don't we just pull some crackers and read some stories or why don't i help clear away um so we can get done as quickly as possible and we can enjoy our evening you know you don't have to be forward with it it does help to be forward with it a lot of the time but it's scary so um i think just having those choices and having a plan in place um especially if you think think that it's going to be really overwhelming for you having a support system in place and a plan and knowing what's going on is really really important um and obviously if there's a room in the house that you can just go to and step away if you're getting a bit overwhelmed or if there's a person you can talk to or if there's just an activity that you can go and do um that's sort of the ideal situation so that you don't have to think about it at all but you also are in a safe place um because we don't want to trigger any harmful behavior so let's move on to anxiety because i feel like this is sort of a bridge between depression and food um i'm sort of doing them in an order that feels like they work smoothly because i hate being all choppy with my words and not knowing what order to be in i don't know i like organizing things and this makes sense in my head um so with anxiety routines and activities are really important obviously if you know what's going on with the evening if you know what's going to happen what's going to be there it's going to be a lot more comfortable for you and the people around you um so routine and activity obviously anything to do with anxiety can really help you um and that also leads on to distractions which we've talked about with a lot of these distractions is so distractions is distractions are so helpful um because you're not thinking about whatever it is you're thinking about um again a safe person 
some coping mechanisms, a crisis plan, um, a safe space, all of these things are integral to your coping um, normally and you can adapt this to the all season. So, um, you know, if you'd normally say to someone, look, I think I'm going to have a panic attack or if you'd usually get out a fidget spinner or if you'd usually pop some headphones in, you're allowed to do that. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that your healing and coping skills are off the table. Um, yes, it might feel a bit embarrassing or different doing it in front of more people, um, but A, that's the beauty of this year, is that we can sort of use this Christmas to get used to it and that pressure, um, and then go into next year with more skills for more people, um, if COVID subsides. But you can also practice with yourself and knowing that you are allowed to do these things at this time of year you are allowed to struggle at any time of year there is absolutely no clock on earth that says oh it's time to be happy now you have to be happy for this month so as much as people might you know pressure you to get in the holiday mood why are you being so moochy why are you anxious you know it's such a happy time of year no it doesn't have to be and I think that's such a toxic positivity trait of Christmas that I really struggle with. Um, it does make you feel guilty and distant, but by acknowledging that we can be like this at any time, no matter who we are, we can assure that we are putting our coping mechanisms into play at times when we need them most. Before we talk about depression, I just wanted to address the BLM movement. Racism doesn't stop in the holidays. As I've addressed, none of the issues that I've raised today stop for the holidays. A few days ago, a man called Casey Goodson was murdered by police, and no matter what they are saying in court, there is no excuse to just shoot at him. Had this been a white man, they would have talked him down if they thought he had a weapon. They would have asked him to step away, put his gun down or whatever he had, according to them, and he would not be dead right now. And this family would have their beautiful 23-year-old son still. And that's not acceptable. And it's not acceptable to start giving up on the BLM movement. I have not seen enough people talking about it recently because you know, black lives always matter, not just when a black man dies, not just when a big protest happens for George Floyd, not just when you remember that they couldn't breathe. BLM needs to be a part of our everyday, and I just wanted to address that. In the last couple of days, a man called Brandon Bernard was sentenced to death by lethal injection. Um, this is, well, I personally don't believe in the death penalty, but let's just talk about a few factors of the case. He was 18 years old, there were five people there, he was sentenced to death, he was not given any sort of retrial, no rehabilitation, and personally I think that when you're that age and you're involved with a lot of people and you're in that position, there should be more consideration for rehab, and his last words were, I am sorry, I don't know what else to say. And this really upset me because if you look at some of the main studies, around 80% of, no, 87% of, 
of studies find that black people are more likely to be harder convicted they're more likely to get the death sentence and obviously this isn't acceptable so i just thought i would take this short amount of time to address that since it was so recent um currently it's the 12th of december as i'm recording this um and these are the two most prominent deaths on social media that does not mean that they are the most important or anything like that but it does mean that we need to raise awareness for cases like theirs and that the Black Lives Matter movement needs more support, especially from the white community and from people in power. That being said, if Trump is allowed to put through um, another execution, he will be the first president to have this many executions in his reign um so just think about that you know majority being black um and let's hope that biden abolishes it um and on that note let's talk about depression a toxic environment can often cause a lot of anxiety and lethargy and if you know that someone's going to be there that has really opposing views or if you know someone who has been abusive to you in the past or has made rude comments or is likely to ridicule you for your mental illness, please don't be afraid to step away from them. These are the people who you should definitely not feel ashamed for talking to them or about them not being there because at the end of the day, you don't owe them anything. They are being awful to you and you need to protect yourself. So I just thought I would cover that really quickly. Um, Again, please don't call anyone a Scrooge or say that, you know, bar humbug or whatever, it's really insulting and depression is, you know, one of the most prevalent mental illnesses across the world. And especially this year so many people are going through a hard time and you just don't know if they're in a place to joke with you even if it is a laugh um and that being said please acknowledge your own struggles and people's struggles around you even if you're making a joke about yourself just be aware that someone else might get triggered by that if they're not really on the same page or not ready to talk about things um just ask people how they are Look for professional help and medication if you need it because, you know, sometimes it comes to a point where we do need support and sometimes it also comes to a point where we need chemical support as well and that's fine. So I would definitely take this Christmas to gift yourself the gift of mental health. Um, You know, what a better gift. You can't put a price on your health. So please look for help if you need it there is no shame in it and that's why professionals are there you know i get up every morning knowing that i am going to help someone in the future when i'm qualified when i'm a doctor or whatever i'm gonna help someone and it gives me so much joy knowing that i get the privilege to help that person who has had so much courage to come to me and ask for help because that is the scariest and bravest thing that you can do. Remember to set boundaries and have a crisis plan. If you know you are going to be alone or with people who trigger you or 
just know that you're going to be really struggling while everyone's trying to be happy and jolly make a crisis plan depression is obviously a huge lead in suicidal behavior and you know if you're feeling that way again don't be ashamed of it you're feeling that way you can't help it but please look for help you are needed on this earth i cannot tell you enough why i make this podcast and why i've written a blog and made youtube videos and i raise awareness almost every day on my social media it's because i truly believe that every single one of us deserves a good life and is worthy of living and improving ourselves and making sure that we get to live this one life in a way that makes us happy and fulfilled and I would hate to think that anyone thinks that they are not loved or wanted but it's so easy to feel that way sometimes especially when you know we're isolated or people haven't been contacting us and that might just be because people have been busy this year or they're bereaving but the thoughts are still there so please again gift yourself gift yourself the gift of good mental health and know that you are worth it there is another year coming you can start again every single day but next year a whole new year you know that's it's a milestone you made it another year you have suffered through whatever illnesses you're going through no matter what situations you're going through no matter what environment you're in and you have made it to another year and that is so special and so worth rewarding i cannot stress enough how depression is on so many levels it might just be not being wanting to wake up it might be not wanting to see people it might be wanting to harm yourself there are so many forms of it but no matter what you are going through you are worthy of help there is no such thing as too big or too little there are people here who want to help and there are people who love you and need you and there are people in the future who want you and need you your future self will thank you for the experience you're giving yourself by staying here and by persevering you may not feel it now but you will one day and you'll have a day where you think oh my god i'm so glad i didn't miss out on this whether it's because you decided to get up that day or it's because you decided to get professional help please just know that you're not alone depression is such a prevalent illness and that does not mean that your struggles are any smaller than anyone else's that does not mean that you don't deserve the care that anyone else is it means that you are not alone and there are so many people who are out there with experience who want to help you who want to be able to relate to someone who just want someone to reach out to them and vice versa um so whilst i want to keep this podcast light and fluffy and jokey i am going to be very serious in cases like this because you know all of these illnesses that i've talked about today food anxiety addiction fatigue all of these things can make you feel suicidal or worse i mean well you know what i mean um and i just 
want to emphasize how important it is that we take these seriously at the end of this podcast i've tried to be a bit light-hearted because i do want to just educate people and keep things happy and i don't want to trigger anyone at all because these are serious topics but i also want you all to know how deadly serious i am about this and how serious i am that i am here for you and you need to be here i promise you so that rounds off this intense podcast i hope that um you've learned something or you've thought about what coping mechanisms you can use this season um benefited you in some way or someone if you'd like to hear more about the holiday season um i do have another video planned about gratefulness which is patronizing i know um But if you're absolutely craving another episode like this, then please do go ahead and ask uh, because Yuletide is a long season and yeah, I mean, I'm always open to suggestions. I love when people ask me to cover certain topics, um, which is why I made such an effort with the dissociation one. So before I go, I just wanted to give you three really helpful resources that I think cover all bases. So first off, we all know that Childline exists. If you are below the age of 19, I believe it is, please get in contact with Childline for whatever purpose. Um, So that's my bonus, I guess. Um, You can text SHOUT to 85258. That's 85258. They are incredible because so many charities lack this texting option and you know take forever um or just signpost you or just go off a script and i think that shout is such a good resource for those of us with anxiety or fatigue or anything that stops us from picking up the phone um and you can arrange with them what's best for you in terms of uh coping contacting someone etc so i definitely recommend shout If you're struggling with drinking this Christmas, um, you can call Drinkline on 0300-123-1110. They're really good for anyone who is trying to stay sober, is struggling with sobriety, is recovering, is currently drinking, is absolutely off their face. Um, You know, if you're struggling, please go to someone because drinking can lead to so many problems not only with health and your lifestyle but with other people if you aren't being responsible on the road or at parties or etc um so please do treat yourself to help um so that's drink line and one thing that i think we really need to get across this year is um abuse and domestic violence I'll put a big trigger warning here because I don't plan to go into anything extreme but I do want to address the fact that over this year there has been a rise in abuse of all kinds across households. Um, I've only looked in the UK but I can only presume that the rest of the world is experiencing this too Um, and Christmas is a very stressful time. People get you know stressed about all sorts of things. There's spending, there's family, there's bereavement there's isolation there are so many things going on this year particularly and every other year at christmas it's a very stressful time um and money is one of the leading causes for arguments and relationships um and people are stuck in the house with their families over the christmas holidays 
people are more likely to be home, things are more likely to go wrong, booze is more likely to be around, you know, there are so many instigators of abuse and you should not feel like you have to go through that again. If you're struggling, please ring 0808-200-0247. That's the National Helpline for Abuse and Domestic Violence in the UK. Um, but there are so many resources out there. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I can absolutely not get out of this situation, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Succulent Psych and just say, um, heard your podcast can't do it please help um or ring 999 and try to order a pizza or you know just please please go out of your way to look after yourself and the people around you because you don't deserve that and the abuser doesn't deserve to get away with that and to have you and fuel their ego with what they're doing um so they're the three big services that I would recommend shout drink line and the domestic violence helpline and that is all from me this has been a very long episode I hope it's not been too boring or serious um I hope this has helped someone and I hope that this Christmas is a little happier for you um and I promise you help is always out there stay safe Look after yourself. Please practice social distancing wherever you can. And I will see you next time to talk about New Year and mental health and all of that. Bye.